Welcome to today's St. Paul's Church of the Voyager podcast. I'm Pastor Rob Fiesler, and I am glad that you are listening today. I ask uh, Charlie is going to read our scripture this morning. A reading from Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Over the past few weeks, we have been exploring several uh, Dr. Seuss stories uh, as we examine how they connect to themes of our faith. We've looked at truth and, and grace and pride. Uh, and today we're looking at the story, Yertle the Turtle, as we assess what is foundational to our faith. Now, in Yertle the Turtle, he somehow gets the idea, I didn't say this in the children's sermon, but Yertle somehow gets the idea that he is the king and master of anything that he can see. Uh, but he has this problem, he, he just can't see that very, uh, cannot see very far because he's just perched on a stone that kind of emerges out of the pond that he is in. It's simply too low. And, and so King Yertle decides that he wants to expand his kingdom. So he ordered nine turtles to swim to his stone. And using these turtles, he built a new throne. The turtles built this new throne, as I said in the children's sermon, by, by climbing one on top of the other. Yertle, of course, and I'm not sure why, gets to be on top, and at one point, Yertle is high enough to see for a mile, which means he is now uh, also the ruler of a cow and a mule and a blueberry bush and a house and a cat. But instead of becoming more content, the higher he got, Yertle becomes less satisfied. That's a message in itself. So in fact, the more that he can see, the more that he wants. And so the more turtles he stacks one upon another until the plain little turtle, low in the stack, that plain little turtle whose name was just Mac, decided he'd taken enough, and he had. And that plain little lad got a little bit mad. And that plain little Mac did a plain little thing. He burped. And his burp shook the throne of the king. Down comes Yertle, not having built his kingdom on, well the strongest of foundations. A foundation, as we know, is the underpinning of any building, the base upon which all else 
is built. And we have a painful recent reminder of, of, in Florida of the importance of well-engineered foundations. And when we talk about the foundation of our life, we're talking about a guiding principle, a, a North Star, a, a central value that we try to use to inform all our actions and decisions. Uh, for me, I, I took on as a North Star, I am blessed to be a blessing based on um, the story of Abraham. Blessed to be a blessing. You might want to consider what is your North Star? In our reading from Matthew 7, Jesus invites us to, to build our lives not upon turtle shells, but upon him, upon his life-giving words. Which, if we're honest, at times can feel a little more shaky than, than turtle shells. The message, a Bible translation, which uses very contemporary language, uh, captures Jesus' words in verses 24 and 25 this way. Jesus is speaking, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. Words to build a life on. Let me make a couple preliminary observations about this scripture passage. First, Jesus clearly knows. He wouldn't have said it unless he knew this. He knows that our natural preference is to have our religious life as one component, one facet of our life right alongside the other facets of our lives, like, like family and, and recreation, career, civic duty, uh, whatever. And it's all alongside. And because God does want us to be whole human beings, I do not want to draw too sharp an edge here, but, but it's clear that, that Jesus intends that his followers would make his words, his way, the foundation upon which we construct everything else, that our lives and our family and our civic pursuits would be built upon Jesus' words. A, a second preliminary point is sometimes the foundation of our life can be unspoken, which is why I came up, I, I worked a few years ago to decide what mine would be. And, and they can also be subconscious, right? Depending on how we were raised. So for instance, if my guiding belief or, some, or the way I was raised is that somehow I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not attractive enough. The, those beliefs are going to affect how I live my life. They'll affect what I'm willing to put up with. And they affect what I will take part in. If my guiding principle is money makes the world go round, then my choices, my life's work, my goals uh, will take shape around that core belief. So in this passage, Jesus is inviting, uh, inviting us to make a conscious and radical decision to build our lives upon the foundation of his teaching, which means we're, we're going to have to reject other foundations, right? 
that, that we could build our lives upon. Indeed, that our family and our, our vocational pursuits and our, our, our financial priorities will, will then be based upon the foundation of what Jesus says about these things. Now, knowing this, it is really important that we notice the context of when Jesus says these words. The words in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, they come at the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount, which began way back in Matthew chapter 5. And Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 are the longest uninterrupted presentation of Jesus' teachings in the, in the Gospel of Matthew. And if you take time, I hope you do, just read those three chapters today or sometime this week. Um, the first thing that you're going to notice is that Jesus' sermon is twice as long as my typical sermon. Still, I hope that you will take time uh, to read it and, and, and assess how you might better live, uh, build your life upon that, those foundational words. But I want to summarize uh, for you the words and what Jesus says in the sermon that disciples should build their lives upon it. And, it. and it begins in chapter 5 with the Beatitudes, right? And we love the Beatitudes. They're beautiful. But notice that the, that the Beatitudes offer these situations where the the people that are being described in them are not what the world would consider to be blessed. Certainly our culture. I mean, blessed are the meek. You've got to be joking. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are they that uh, who are persecuted. I mean, I, I don't think that's what we typically see as blessed. And the chapter concludes with Jesus telling us to love not just the people that we like, but to love our enemies as well. Uh, so very early on, we begin to see that Jesus' teachings are very challenging. And I'm guessing that, that in that original audience when Jesus was preaching, there were a few people that are listening that began to slip out of the back. They don't want to hear the rest of this message. But then in the middle of the sermon at chapter 6, verses 6 through 14, uh, Jesus teaches his disciples about prayer. That's where the Lord's Prayer comes in. Chapter 6 also talks about how disciples need to devote themselves to God rather than money, and, and the word is mammon there. And then it, it concludes, Jesus concludes with this encouragement to his disciples not to fret about their material security. Now, I know at least one preacher in this room that really needs to attend to those words very carefully. Chapter 7 then goes on and has words about judging others, really about not judging others as well as a word about God's dependability when we prayerfully seek God's will and way for our lives. When we pray about how to spend our money, when we pray about whether we should take a certain job, when we pray about what school we should attend. I'm thinking about Grant this morning, guys. 
Um, this week, uh, as I reviewed the Sermon on the Mount for the umpteenth time, I couldn't help but think about how modern Christianity is often built upon another very different foundation than Jesus' words. It's my sense that the foundational assumption of our, our, of our faith is that, that Christianity, what it's become about is having the right beliefs. And the assumption works like this, as long as I believe the right things, I'm saved. Now, I want to tell you, I really affirm that what we believe is important. But nowhere in this sermon does Jesus tell us that right beliefs are the foundation to the kingdom. In fact, Jesus addresses this in chapter 7. And he says that, that just claiming him as Lord, Lord is not what it's about. And I want to I remind you back when we couldn't be meeting together, um, back, uh, it was July 20th through September 3rd, I did a series called A, a More Christ-like Christianity. And you can listen to that on our podcast. Uh, and it's just the sermons that are on the podcast. Of course, you can find it on YouTube too. Uh, but, but I really think that if I think about all my life of preaching, that was probably what I consider to be one of the most important series I've ever put together. And I hope that that's what St. Paul's would be about in the coming years, about being a people that want to practice a more Christ-like Christianity. And so as I read the Sermon on the, uh, uh, on the Mount, I, I, it seems to me the way that I think about this, because I'm a coffee drinker, is that, uh, that Christianity in its most popular uh, expressions is decaffeinated. The flavor, it might fool us. But the impact, well, it lacks impact. And because we've settled for decaf, it becomes easier to treat our faith as an incidental addition to our lives. In the ancient church, anyone who was interested in becoming a Christian went through a period of apprenticeship where they lived their life according to Jesus' teachings. It wasn't just about learning what to think. It was about living according to Jesus' teachings. So they would give away their possessions. They would turn the other cheek. Uh, they'd, they'd serve the last and the least. And, and then after giving it a try, they'd be baptized or not. And that's why one of the earliest names for the followers of Jesus, it's right there in the Bible in Acts, is followers of the way. The way. I'm thinking of the Mandalorian. Some of you might be thinking of that as well. But this was the practice for about the first 250 to 300 years of Christianity. In Galatians 1, 11 through 18, the Apostle Paul describes he, uh, or alludes to his own three-year period of learning the way after his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. And this early church practice reminds us that faith can, cannot be ex, uh, reduced to simply expressing the right beliefs or saying the magic words. It's so much wider than that. 
Faith is evident when we produce good fruit that grows from living our lives according to the way of Jesus. In Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 2, 2, Paul writes, I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. Here's a guy who knew uh, the, the Jewish scripture backwards and forwards. I decided to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. And, and what he's saying there is that he wasn't meditating on Jesus on the cross. What he was reflecting is everything that happened that led to Jesus being on the cross. The things he said, the ministries he did, I wanted to know that. So we can, can and we do uh, build our, our lives on any number of foundations political beliefs, economic uh, ideals, uh, professional aspirations, uh, family values, religious dogmas. I'm not saying any of those are bad, but Jesus wants the foundation to be his words and way. And as my own, own faith develops, I, my overwhelming discover, uh, desire is to discover what, not only what it means to believe in a God of grace, but also what it means to live in the grace-filled ways of Jesus. Ural the turtle uh, built uh, his life on a shaky foundation. It was a foundation built on the backs of others. It was a foundation that put pride and privilege uh, above all else. And in the end, an untimely burp caused everything to come crashing down. That's all it took. What about us? What is our foundation? Will we build our lives on Christ, on his teachings? Let me stop for just a second. Whatever's happening with that, we just want to be prayerful that people are well and safe. Jesus invites us to live in a radically different way than the way that the world esteems. Will we take the leap and follow the call to live the life that Christ modeled, moving from just calling him Lord, Lord, to entrusting ourselves to live in his way? You know, after Jesus talked the talk on the sermon on the mount, he walked the walk, right? I don't know about you, but that is why I find him trustworthy. I want to offer my life to him. I want my foundation to be what Jesus did for me, and indeed what he did for the whole world. To know Christ and him crucified is to know and value and practice the way of Jesus in a world that tempts us to build on other foundations. So I want to I close in prayer and invite you, close your eyes and just think about um, what it would mean for you to commit your life to, to Jesus, that his life would be the foundation 
Lord Jesus Christ, we live in a messy world and we often contribute to that mess. And you came, God, in Jesus so that we might really know how to shape our lives in ways that are redeeming not just to us, but to all those around us. God, we confess that we have found some other foundations very attractive. We've invested a lot of time and energy in them. God, in your mercy, we know that you'll forgive us, but we also want to receive your invitation to begin to recenter our life on your word and way. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us this way where we can bless the world with our faith. We invite you in. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Thank you.